Rose Studio. Unique opinions, compelling conversation, and the best in afternoon entertainment. Now, the conversation continues. It's another hour of Drew Garabo Live. Powered by Heineken. Welcome back to Drew Garabo Live. Now, this is exciting. I don't know if a man who's not from Tampa has ever meant more to Tampa. He is the face of the Buccaneers when it comes to barstool sports. He is uh, known to shame a tummy nutter. <laughs> he's Stephen Che, and he's in the building. Very excited to be here. Thanks how for having you, me, buddy. How you doing, man? Good, good. It's been a long time coming. We've been talking for, what, almost two years? Yeah, it, it feels it feels like even uh, longer than that. So talk to me. Let's start base level. How did your uh, your trip to Tampa uh, come to fruition? You uh, just kind of, it, it's time. I mean, I know the people have been clamoring. I'm sure even the Bucks had been clamoring to get you down here. Yeah, so I hadn't been down here since pre-COVID and, like, all the restrictions and stuff like that. So I did get to you know, rub elbows with uh, the front office, stuff like that when they came to the uh, Jersey for the, Jet, the, the the Jets game in January. But uh, yeah, I hadn't been down here. I wanted to, you know, hopefully meet Tom and, uh, you know, obviously be around the team, mingle with my buddies in the front office, come see you, come see some other people. Um, and things worked out. My schedule, uh, I have like, uh, I have two kids and a wife, which are, are the best. But that leaves me very few time in addition to my job, which has different responsibilities. And I actually was hoping to come down next week for the game and the day before. But they're not practicing the day before. Um, So uh, these were really the only two days that worked. And, uh, yeah, made the most of it, I think. I got a lot more stuff coming out, which is going to be really fun. So when you when you come to Florida, because it's always fun when, when, you know, you visit a new place. And I don't know, yep. you know, how much time, like true time you've spent in Florida. But very often when you hear people from, from up north come down here, it's it's almost like it feels like another world. Like what is it? What What is your take been on on your Florida experience? Like do you, does it feel that much drastically different from Jersey and, and where you are? Like does it just feel as unhinged as people try to make? us out to be no nah, i mean it feels like home yeah <laughs> uh, it, it's a little you know it's a little hotter but outside of that like no big deal like it, it's it's the same like new york new jersey are, are very hot right now too i think it gets a little bit hotter during like yesterday it was 93 but it probably felt like 110 uh as far as what my skin was telling me yeah but um yeah i mean it was nice like the mornings are great the evenings are great so yeah i like it down here could you could you could you live here I mean, I know there's a lot to do, like that would probably not make it so you could ever live here. But would you? Would you? And could you ever live in Florida? Yeah, I mean, I think at least, um, I think realistically, part time is is pretty is like feasible. Um, if it were just me, yeah, I probably would have been living here a, a while ago. But, oh, really? Yeah, yeah. You got the you got the whole fam too. Uh, you've been making noise. You've been making noise at uh, camp the last couple days. Yep. Uh, you were within uh, very close proximity uh, to Tom Brady. Uh, what was his aura like? Did you soak in it? He seemed to be he seemed to be taken by you. I mean, he the way yeah. he looked at you, uh, the way he giggled at you. I felt like there was a connection. Did you feel it? Uh, definitely. As far as his aura, like. I, um, it, it was kind of strange because I came down here and, you know, I watched all the press conferences, so I know who's spoken 
and I talked to Scott Reynolds of Peter Report, and he was like, you know, if somebody spoke and they're not going to speak again for a little bit, they're going to rotate everyone in. He's like, Brady is supposed to speak, you know, either tomorrow or Tuesday. And I talked to some other people and found it on Wednesday of last week. He had agreed to speak on Monday. But he also has the power to move that. I mean, he's a big <laughs> enough guy. Yeah. So, um, you know, was hoping. I went over to the media tent kind of right after. And what's tough, I don't want to say it's tough, it's, it's an honor. But after camp i was you know afforded to go on the field and do some fun stuff but i couldn't really do it because i wanted to get to the i wanted to hopefully you know meet tom so i sat in and todd bowles was there then carlton davis was kind of waiting as what looked like to be the next guy and i was like oh man i guess tom pushed it to tomorrow uh and then you know one of the cameramen goes oh tom's here (laughs) and he kind of comes in like not the regular area but he kind of came around back and he was just um you know everyone else is kind of in like pads and stuff like that just coming off the field and he's uh, had gone in and like changed into like a shirt and stuff like that, and was looked like a normal guy. And um, I don't, I don't want to say I was like nervous based based on his aura, but I was nervous because I knew this was like my only chance to maybe talk to him in real life at yeah. least for like a while. Yeah. So I I had the question prepared, the Giovanni Bernardo is going to hit him with, <laughs> and uh, the question was originally going to be like, what do you think about? Your the depth in the backfield with Lenny and Rashad White and you know Keyshawn Vaughn and Giovanni Bernard. <laughs> but what I learned, and this was my first in-person press conference, and they had done it over Zoom the past few years because of you know the COVID, is there's no system for order. So it's more like a, it's not like raising your hand. It's like a you just kind of yeah. go, and it's a bunch of people that are trying to get off questions for their story. And I know, luckily, like I am fortunate enough to have a, a friendly relationship with a lot of them. So they, they know who I am. And they, you know, I had told one or two of them before that I was going to try and do that. So, um, uh, I, I was kind of, you know, the first two minutes, I'm like, all right, let's see how this goes. And then I'm kind of learning how it operates. And then, uh, a guy right in front of me asked a question about Leonard Fournette. And I was like, Oh my God. <laughs> so, I like tried to like it was like how's Leonard Fournette doing? And Tom was like, Good. He's doing good. And yeah. at that point I like jumped in and almost cut Tom off and was, you know, got into it because my question was essentially piggybacking off Leonard Fournette but a little bit more depth. And uh yeah, just tried to, to drop the uh the, the Giovanni Bernard yeah. on him. And uh he did. He he took a liking to it. He uh was not super smiley he was uh, he was with after with you <laughs> yes so it was it was actually a huge treat because today when i went back um you know people some of the staffers knew who i was going into it or i had met them before but then today almost everyone even that i did not know or hadn't met me before was like hey great question yesterday <laughs> <laughs> well it's funny because everything that i see and every, every comment i've seen from you know other people in the media is we need more of this like this is what's yeah. missing from people covering sports because i mean it, we're, you know it's not it's not brain surgery out there as much as people take it seriously and i think that is obviously the sweet spot that barstool hits where it's not all sports uh, all you have to do is read uh, the comment for people who say this isn't sports this isn't sports every time it's yeah. not sports but it's a about it's about the personalities and i think finally the sports is catching up to that in so many different ways even by who you see and what you see in the booth down to the people that cover it so uh i mean it's it's a treat to have uh to have you and just that that element in in sports and hopefully you know, the more it happens the more doors get open for for stuff like that yeah i'm excited to see it because like um 
you know, as a, as a fan myself, like I read, you know, Scott Reynolds and Peter Report. I read Greg Allman. I read Gentleman. I I like to get those kind of factual things that I know have been read by an editor yeah. or those type of things to get real information because, you know, I'm I'm a remote fan. I live in New Jersey. So if I'm not there, I want someone who has eyes there and is going to give me what happened. Like if someone is following me for only, you know, camp right I posted a video of, you know, Tom Brady throwing a pass to Mike Evans, but that's pretty much it. I was actually like mingling and, you know, not shaking hands and kissing babies, but I was, you know, getting to know, I getting more scoops than I am looking at the field. Yeah. So, um, people shouldn't cut, like follow me for that. But I think that that is a necessary, I don't want to say a necessary evil, but like, I I like that stuff too. Yeah. Uh, so I think there's room for both. Yeah, there definitely is. There definitely is. Uh, so talk to us about your your relationship with with the TB12 program. I saw you sure. uh, rubbing elbows uh, yeah. with Alex Guerrero. Were you actually? Did you go to the TB12 I facility? Did. I saw you thrust in those uh, those yeah. sexy hips of yours. Yep. I mean, did they did they work you out? Are you like in 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 on the TB12 fam? Yeah, yeah, no, for sure. I met Alex in um, January at the Jets game when they were up in uh, New Jersey. And I saw him again yesterday, and um, my buddy in the front office, Mike Greenberg Greeny, he brought Alex over because he knew I was, you know, it's his fault. But I'm, I'm doing the TB12 method um, through the end of January next year at the least. If the Bucks go to the Super Bowl, I will extend it by a week or two. But um, so we brought him over. We got to talking for a bit, and Alex was like, "Yeah, you, like you should come by, you know, TB12 Tampa. Like I'll set you up with a session, so we exchange numbers and that." Um, yeah, he got me in that day um, at three, and then uh, yeah, I worked with two trainers. It's great. It's not like um, it, you know, most gyms you go to, or you know, what I have in my head is a picture of a gym like Gold's Gym, like they're trying to get like jacked and all that stuff. That it's not what this is about. It's all about it's all about like functional uh, health, really. Like there, we spent the first like five minutes like looking at how I walked and like oh, figuring really? out problems with wow you know, my gait and, you know, my legs and where there could be pain and where I may be doing things wrong. And I'm, I'm walking wrong. <laughs> so oh, learning how to do that and kind of re- reprogram your body uh, is a big help. And I am doing the TB12 method as far as eating. Um, I need to be doing more as far as like stretching and things like that. And that was the first time I got like hands-on body work done. And uh, I definitely feel a difference. And like Tom gets, you know, three of those sessions a day. So that you know, I can see why he's still playing at a high level at age 45. That's crazy. And I, I've got lots of, of uh, you know, functional questions for you about this upcoming season. But to tie into TB12, somebody like Julio Jones, where everybody, yep. you've got a, a split damn near down the middle. Half everybody, this is huge. He's going to be a game changer. And the other half going, he's old, he's washed, his hamstrings can't hold up. I mean, do you see the TB12 method uh, being a selling point that Tom probably put in his ear to get here? And can you see it actually making a huge difference when it comes to keeping him healthy long term, I don't know if that was necessarily a selling point. Uh, Julio's obviously dealt with injuries the past few years. Um, I mean, he did play ten games last year, but um, I, what I learned is that mo- a good portion of the team does go to TB12. Really? And uh, yeah, so uh, not necessarily you know several times a day, but you know some guys a couple times a week, some guys every day, um, and obviously Alex Guerrero's on site and, and stuff like that, but. Um, yeah, it, it certainly, you know, I could certainly see that being beneficial for older players. And we saw, um, you know, there are some things that can't be prevented. You know, Antonio Brown, if he has, you know, an ankle sprain, it's tough to really prevent that. But as far as like the 
lingering nagging things like hamstrings and stuff like that i could definitely see how it would help with that um so i I wouldn't be surprised but um from all the reports and you know when you're at training camp physically it's tough to really take in everything and what's happening like you know Jason Light and, you know, John Smackdeck and, you know, Robin Carter, those guys, they're watching the tape of practice. Like, during practice, they're watching it, but, like, it's difficult to see everything that you're looking for as far as hand placement and rat running and dropbacks and that type of stuff as you're watching in real time. But all the reports I've heard from people I trust is Julio looks really good. Yeah, yeah. It's uh, it's going to be exciting. And, and uh, dude, I was – I am enamored that A.B. – Still has a a place out there. I was seeing right before the show. He's got a new song and a new dance. Uh, have you have you been doing the dance? Have you been following the dance? I have not. But, I, I've not been plugged in. But to it, what's been going on? Today. It's videos all over the league of guys in training camp. Maybe they're making fun of him, uh, but doing uh, the Antonio Brown dance. And I just in my own head, I feel like him going out the way that he did would be a death sentence with other competitors around the league. And like I said, maybe they're doing it as a joke. LeBron was doing it. Uh, I don't know for certain who else was doing it at camp, but it's surprising that he can even still be in the conversation because I don't know that we've seen anybody leave so dramatically. And from my perspective, that would be a deal breaker with true competitors to go, how do you leave your guys like that? It's a different age, man. Like you're, you're, you're in one hand, you're complimenting, you know, Barcel for being like a different, like yeah. media person. And yeah. he is, he's a guy that left football on his terms, essentially, you know, mid game, obviously. But now he is doing something completely different as far as like music and stuff like that. So I think if you're an NFL player, you're not necessarily thinking about as, oh, this guy screwed the game over. You're thinking of, oh, well, he's kind of a, you know, I don't want to give the guy a compliment because I'm not his biggest fan. Yeah, right now. yeah. But uh, he is an innovator in in some spaces. Like you know, he's doing a completely different path. He could he could come to the NFL and he's a top fifty receiver right now. Like I don't think yeah, there's any yeah, doubt probably, about that. Probably. But he's choosing this other, and part of that is based on the consequences of what he did. But um, yeah, I mean, he's he's uh He's definitely got some left in the tank. What did you uh, What did you know? I'm still I'm blown away by the situation with Bruce Arians, just that he's so close and still around and the way it all went down with Tom, all the speculation. What have you seen with your own eyes uh, from Bruce? Was he out there the last couple of days that you were there? Or was he on the cart? Did he seem, he was on the cart did he seem active uh, like he was that he was talking to a lot of people or is he kind of just laying back? Yeah, no, there, there was, um, you know. If you if you follow guys like Rick Stroud or something like that, you might see oh uh, Tristan Wirfs got Carter yeah, off today. Yeah, by by uh, not the case. Yeah, yeah he uh, went back to the locker room with cramps. Bruce Arians took him on a, Just gave his a ride. golf cart. Yeah, <laughs> there's a big difference from Bruce Arians' golf cart <laughs> and uh, a cart that has to take you off right. with medical staff on it. Yeah. Uh, so he corrected himself shortly thereafter, but. Uh, Got to be a little more accurate. Yeah, I also I don't know who it was. It was someone fairly uh, big name as well. I think they had a misspelling uh, and put a uh, heart related issue rather than heat related oh, issue. Jesus. Not a big deal at all. It's oh, just a heart yeah, related, just a heart related issue. Um, it's a hard R. Yeah. <laughs> um, and, and because it it has to be brought up, and and I don't even think that we've wrapped our heads around what a bummer uh, it is. But Ryan Jensen, yep. just I still don't think we've we've got official official word just that it's that it's bad uh, a lot of people i've noticed you know talking about how hard the coaches 
are working on Robert Hainsey. Um, you know, yep. what did you see from him in practice? And did it just seem uh, that they are on his ass to try and get him up to a level somewhere in the ballpark of Ryan Jensen? Uh, I th- All right. Two parts to this. Um, Ryan Jensen, like we're still waiting to find out exactly what it is. It's not kind of a ploy. It really is like he had a lot of swelling yeah. that has to go down and then they can, you know, take a lot of x-rays and stuff like that. I am hopeful that he'll be back this season. I will say that. Yeah, yeah. And, and, and as somebody, I don't know if you know this about me, Steven, you can learn little bits every day, you know, we're around each other. Uh, I tore an ACL uh, in a kickball tournament once. Um, so I've, I've lived through that pain. And as an athlete, uh, it sucks. It 100%. So I never got surgery or anything. I'm just yeah. living my life. Uh, with no ACL and not that that's what that was, but in the, in the couple days after, I mean, it was just a, just a God awful mass and getting it scanned. Wasn't, wasn't even an option. So as an athlete, I can, I can relate to a guy like Jensen as an athlete. I can, I can relate as well. I, I might've broken my pinky pinky today. Oh, uh, Ryan Griffin was throwing me some balls. I caught a touchdown. Oh. Uh, I got to keep this Dude, one. And they gave you the ball. That is yeah. awesome. Yeah. Oh, he gave it to me. I gave it back. He's like, you want this? I was like, uh, yeah, actually. I love that. <laughs> yeah. Do you think, do you think the future of Tampa Bay Buccaneers quarterbacking is, is currently on the team? We'll find out, I think, by the end of the month. Oh, by the end of the month? I mean, that's when he's going to get his playing time, right? Yeah. Like he's not going right. to hopefully play this year. Yeah. Um. So, yeah, I mean, from what I understand, preseason is going to be very light for Tom, and, like, we're going to see a lot of Kyle Trask and some of Blaine Gabbard as well. Yeah, it's going to be, uh, I think it, it's do or die. I mean, to take a guy as early as they did, I think hopefully we see some serious uh, progression. And, I mean, I'm not... I would like either. I think, is there something to be said for people not grasping what Gabbert is modern day? I, mean, I think people look at him. He's gone through a bunch of teams. The last time people got to look at him as a starter, it wasn't really pretty. But you're talking about a guy who hadn't been with, with you know the same coordinator for any significant period of time. Now you've sat behind Tom Brady. Yeah. Uh, you know, you've had the luxury of working with a Byron Leftwich. Could, could Gabbert be a more legitimate answer let's say for the next five to 10 years than, than a lot of people think. I don't think, I mean, he was the 2000 and uh, was it 2013 or 2011? I mean, he's been, he's been around. He has been around. He's been around for a while. So um, I don't think that he's a guy you're going to tie your future to. Um, I know that, you know, one of his main responsibilities the past few years has been kind of teaching Tom the playbook and kind of the ins and outs of it and, and what he sees but, you know, Tom's been in the same system now for a couple of years. So, you know, if that's not neat, if Kyle outperforms him greatly, would it surprise me a ton if Blaine's like, I mean, it could happen. I'm yeah. not ruling it out. Um, obviously, I don't see Kyle getting released at all. But most teams carry two quarterbacks on an emergency that lives on practice squad. So for us to carry three, that's taken away a roster spot from another position. So... We'll see. I think I think this preseason, as Bucks fans, will learn a lot about the future of the team. That's very very exciting. We have Stephen Che from Barstool Sports in the house, actually in Tampa, Florida. Before we go to break, can we get you for a few more minutes? Right, you can uh, have I, me for I, until I, you know whenever we talk about like twenty twenty thirty more minutes. I love. We don't have any beef with anybody right. in Tampa radio. We are okay. we are we are friendly with everybody. Yep. Literally love everybody. I do, I think everybody uh, loves us. I think so, uh, for the, most, for the part. most part. I mean, if you're going to come for the king, you you must not miss. Um, were you asked to go on other radio shows yes. in Tampa, and what happened? 
Did, yes. did, were you on? Were you on? Yep, I just nice. came from. Oh, you did. Yep. Okay. It was it was on the way here, so it was kind of a strategic thing. I had you guys were happening no matter what. Uh, I don't want to speak badly, but because they're great, but um, yeah, I did go on another radio program that was. Were on you the way thinking here. about speaking badly about them? No, no, uh, no, no. Uh, the way that you said yeah. that, I mean, I mean like you had something there I, that you no, 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 no. Yeah, but yeah. I mean, obviously, different radio stations. I I assume that they, you know. Being friendly with people, I'm not going to drop the competitor's name, but I was on a radio show before here. Yeah. Uh, I was on there for about 10, 15 minutes. Good, yeah, I, like I, a I, nice opening act. Uh, <laughs> a nice opening act before you head over to the uh, number I, one I, rated show in Tampa Bay. I, I like I, that. I'd, I'd been on their show before, but you guys are the 1027 The Bone is where it's I have... A, or 1025, the bone, is where I have the... the uh, is he messing with me, Corey? I think he might is, be. is he where messing I have with the me? relationship. <laughs> 1027 The Bone. One or two, five. Oh, man. <laughs> All right, let's step aside for a moment. When we come back. Uh, we've got to talk about uh, this story that dropped about Tom Brady and the Dolphins. You now are going back and forth online uh, with pro football talk. We'll, we'll dig into that. And I don't know how I missed it. But over the weekend, I was scrolling through those. Uh, they're not reels, whatever the v- version of a reel is yep. on YouTube. Okay. And I, I, I watched you threatened to beat up um, one of the bigger up-and-coming comedians out there. Uh, I want to get your opinion on that as well, if it's possible. Sure. Yeah, we'll do all that and much more. Coming up next on 1027 The Bone, this is Drew Garabo Live. You're listening to Drew Garabo Live on 102.5 The Bone. Happy anniversary to us. Wow, can't believe it's been 10 years since The Bone went all talk. Thank you, Bone fam. We couldn't do it without you. Keep up the good work. Ten years of talk. And now, another bone traffic update from the Safe Touch Security Traffic Center. In St. Pete on northbound 275 around 46th Avenue is an accident blocking the right lane. And it's on the far end of a kind of blind corner. So road crews have the right lane blocked off a little early. That way you don't end up with a traffic surprise. Bam, bam, bam. I'm Ethan with your traffic on 102.5 The Bone. Right now is the perfect time for new energy-efficient windows or doors with added savings from Renewal by Anderson of Florida. Buy four windows and or doors and get the fifth free. Plus, no money down, no payments, or interest for 12 months with approved credit. Restrictions apply. Find out more online at rbafla.com. Buy four windows or patio doors. Get the fifth free. First 50 colors get a free True Scene window screen upgrade. Plus, no money down, no payments, no interest for 12 months. License number CGC1527613. I'm attorney Mo DeWitt from the Cat Name Mo Show. Well, I'm the attorney on the show. I'm not a cat named Mo. Anyways, car crash, slip or fall, you know who to call. JustCallMo.com. Injured on the go? Just call Mo. Office Tampa. Nothing makes a good night bad or bad night worse than hitting up a drive-thru and getting served cold, tired fries. Golden? More like soggy arches. Tonight, make it Wendy's, where fries are hot and crispy, not cold and soggy. They're also preferred over McDonald's, almost two to one. End the night on a good fry. Choose wisely. Choose Wendy's late night. Taste test preference based on a national taste test by an independent research company. Powers may vary by location. Sitting in traffic because of an auto accident is frustrating. We should remember, though, that the person in that accident ahead, their life has changed forever. And we may be thankful it isn't us. But if it ever is, call 1-800-BERNETTI. We're ready. Offices Tampa, Lakeland, Pinellas. Introducing the Amscot installment cash advance. From $100 to $1,000 with no credit checks and flexible payment options. That's more money and more time to pay it back. Amscot. Amscot. Some restrictions apply. Subject to approval. 
At Checkers, we love our number one famous season fries. So we added the same secret blend of spices to create our new fry season chicken tenders for Oscar. Because he's been mixing concrete all day. <sighs> Hold on. Wait. Where's my phone? So we mixed up the flavors and coated some white meat chicken and Checkers' famous fry seasoning just for him. Phones come and go, but flavors forever, Oscar. Now go get your new fry season tenders. You've earned it. Fry season chicken tenders, only at Checkers. Hear that sizzle? That's the sound of hot deal summer at Racetrack. Head into your local store and get any two breakfast sandwiches for $4. Or buy one pizza slice and get your second for just a dollar. And if these deals are too hot to handle, cool down with a free Monster Energy when you buy two. Ah. Hurry in before these summer savings melt away. Racetrack. Whatever gets you going. Select sizes. See store for details. There are 16 spots in the playoffs and just one track left. Well, not just any track. Daytona. A last chance to keep playoff hopes alive and for fans to experience an event unlike any other. NASCAR Weekend at Daytona International Speedway, August 26th and 27th. Get your tickets now at DaytonaInternationalSpeedway.com. We need a real conservative in Congress. And there's just one candidate who was trusted by Governor Ron DeSantis to secure Florida's elections. Laurel Lee. One prosecutor who worked with law enforcement and backed the blue. Laurel Lee. One judge who upheld our Constitution and locked up criminals. Laurel Lee. Conservative Laurel Lee served as Secretary of State under Governor Ron DeSantis, where she led the fight to secure Florida's elections. Protect the integrity of our ballot box and defend the rule of law. In Congress, conservative Laurel Lee will battle Biden's leftist agenda, block the radical policies driving inflation, build Trump's border wall, and defend our gun rights. When Governor DeSantis needed an honest outsider, a real reformer, and a true conservative, he trusted Laurel Lee. So can we. I'm Laurel Lee, and I approve this message. Paid for by Laurel Lee for Congress. You hear that? That's Alice's new home equity loan being put to work. All white cabinets, tile backsplash, crown molding, and wide plank oak floors. Alice knows what she wants, and she knows how to get it. That's why she's a member of Mid-Florida Credit Union. Low rate and no closing costs. Boom. This is going to be good. Your life, your money, your credit union. Mid-Florida. Florida's Community Credit Union. Applies to closed-end loans. Call 866-916-3733 for details about credit costs and terms. Equal housing opportunity. Hey, it's Galvin, and it's time to make everything clean. That means call Peter's Pressure Washing. Get a free estimate today at 813-455-3670. They can clean your driveway. They can clean and seal your pavers. Do your roof, your gutters. They do residential and commercial. Maybe it's time to make your business look brand new. And make sure when you call them, you mention my name, Galvin, and when you bundle two or more services, you save $55. PetersPressureWashing.com. And if you want to improve your home with custom epoxy flooring, check out Premier Epoxy at Premier Epoxy Tampa. If you're thinking about selling your home before the summer gets away from you, now is the time. Hi, this is Mark Spain, and our offers are the strongest in the industry, so you can sell your home stress-free and make the most money. Go to MarkSpain.com to get a guaranteed offer on your home and skip the hassle of constant cleaning and costly repairs. Find out what your guaranteed offer would be. There's no obligation. Call 855-299-SOLD or go to MarkSpain.com to get a guaranteed offer on your home today and start packing. Certain restrictions apply. 
Yeah, I'm so stressed. Our business is growing. We've got people all over now. Uma. What is that? Meditation? I'm recommending Uma and their all-in-one phone, video, and collaboration solution. Uma? Yep. Switching to Uma is a cinch. Just $24.95 per month per user, plus taxes and fees. Uma. Now you're feeling it. Visit Uma.com. That's O-O-M-A dot com to learn more. Uma. Smart communications for the smarter business. 5X480. Dayton B100 V-Belt. One of the many parts Granger carries. It's also the item that helped Rob carry the day. The job was on hold. Deadline fast approaching. But a quick search on Granger.com and Rob found his part. And with same-day pickup at his local branch, he and his crew got the job done safely and on time. Get supplies and solutions for every industry with real-time product availability. Call, click Granger.com, or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Own the Lost City, starring Sandra Bullock and Channing Tatum today. The hilarious adventure is out on Blu-ray with over 50 minutes of bonus content, including deleted scenes, cast interviews, and much more. Rated PG-13 from Paramount Pictures. Integrity. Respect. Results. Farrah and Farrah. Expect more. Tampa. A weather update from the Sun Toyota Weather Center. Looks like we got the rain out of the way earlier today, but the temperature will keep going up until around 7 o'clock because the sun hates us and wants to see us suffer. Currently it's 90, but it feels like 100, and tomorrow will be the same with rain and storms starting around lunch and lasting most of the afternoon. Your forecast is brought to you by Suncoast Chrysler Jeep Dodge Ram. Come to Suncoast Chrysler Jeep Dodge Ram's incredible used car sale going on now. They do deals the other guys won't. Right now, every used car, truck, and SUV is on sale. All makes, all models. Suncoast Chrysler Jeep Dodge Ram, corner of Park and Starkey and Seminole, SuncoastCJD.com. Now, back to Real Raw Radio, sponsored by Anajar and Levine, accident attorneys. Call 1-800-747-FREE. That's 1-800-747-3733. Now, back to Drew Garabo Live on 102.5 The Bone. From Barstool Sports in the building. I would never come, whatever, leave you know, not forever. It don't matter what you heard, but then I did it. I, I feel, I just can't help but feel this overwhelming aura of love in the air for Stephen Che. Anybody who has anything to do with the Bucks, uh, specifically in Tampa Bay area, is just wrapping their arms so tightly around you. I, I hope you feel it. Because, yeah, uh, I mean, to be on, on such a huge platform and show the type of love and support that you do uh, for Tampa, uh, it's really damn cool. You know, it's just, especially for the people here in the city, uh, to feel like we've got one of our own yep. uh, at Barstool, it's a really damn cool feeling. So so thank you uh, for doing what you do in the good name of Tampa and, and for the Buccaneers at Barstool, dude. Of course. Um, it's important to know that I am a Buccaneers fan first. Yeah. So, um, for example, and I, I won't get too into specifics, but I was at practice early today, a little bit earlier than I should have been because it hadn't opened yet. Ooh. And uh, doors are at 7.30. I kind of had to... Uh, use the media room for something right before. So I was in maybe 15, 20 minutes early before. So I was literally the first person there. I took a video of something I shouldn't. Oh, oh. not necessarily. I shouldn't have, but like I am, is it Tom's wiener? <laughs> I am. I am very aware that they treat me very well. 
So I took a video of this certain thing that was happening. And then I actually asked one of the guys, like, hey, like, is this okay to put out? Initially, he was like, yeah, that's fine. And then, um, you know, I was taking a couple more videos of that and then was going to put it out. And he came by. He's like, hey, did you tweet that yet? And I was like, no. He's like, yeah, maybe maybe don't do that. (laughs) And I'm happy to eat stuff like that because I get so much other stuff that, like, that probably wouldn't have done that well. Um, It would have been kind of cool to put out, but, like, I don't care. Like, I had a... I can't spoil everything that I uh, is coming out, but I have. I think I took like four videos today that I'm going to use. They're going to be pretty good, uh, pretty good. And um, yeah, like I, I, and the worst thing that could ever happen to me professionally that I view, aside of like getting fired or something like that, would be something I put out on my social gets the Buccaneers in trouble. Yeah, right. And if that ever happened, I would be. The team would be irate with me. I would be way more upset with myself because as a Buccaneers, I would hate myself. Yeah, so, and you can find uh, Steven on Twitter, at Steven Che. It's with a V-C-H-E-A-H. I'm so, I, I just, you know, being in, in this business, it's always interesting to me to think about how the wheels turn at Barstool. Like, when it comes to unique content that you're here creating, like, is there something that says you can put it out on your, all of your personal stuff first, and then Barstool, the bigger social entity, will decide what they push out or do some things barstool wants it first or is it a little more free-flowing than we might even think very free-flowing like the guy who does the twitter joy lank owens one of my best friends the company so like yesterday when i'm in the interview with tom you know (laughs) what i learned is like everyone's kind of taping up themselves and that's the angle that went out like the angle that they put out later on youtube like is a better and you can hear him better but like as soon as that happened cut it and i sent it to my friend i said hey can you cut this down and like you guys can tweet it like because I'm also like I I want to hear the rest of the press yeah. conference and like also like you know Tom Brady's there like I'm not gonna disrespect them yeah. on my phone for a couple minutes so um, yeah like they can have that stuff they'll tag me or whatever and you know it's all good I don't really need that you know that video will be great but it's about me like pe- if people want to follow me they're gonna follow me yeah yeah um, but yeah like there's one today where. I worked with the Buccaneers social team with the uh, Giovanni Bernard video, <laughs> and um, I put that out, and then they retweeted it, but then they put it out on Instagram, and I reshared it, and you know all that stuff. I actually have it right here. If we can play it real quick. What's going on, man? Giovanni Bernard. Hey, Stephen Che. It's Giovanni Bernard. Giovanni Bernard. Giovanni Bernard. Giovanni Bernardi. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, that's good stuff. That's a that's a dream, man. That's uh that's so that's so damn cool. And to be embraced by their social team and, and, yep. and kind of make it happen that way. So you're obviously a likable man, Stephen Jay. I appreciate that. Yeah, last year, uh Jill Beckman, who does the the Twitter uh there and on Instagram and other things, um, she retweeted it because whenever uh Gio gets a uh, anything that's more than like a you know three yard run or like a short catch, if he gets a first down, if he gets a touchdown, I would do that uh, and I'd post a three second video of just me saying that, and it kind of took on a life of its own during the season. Of course, going off the original G P P, which we can sadly no longer do yeah. for the box. I, mean, yeah. I can do it for our other team if he lands on his feet there, but um, it kind of took on a life of its own to the point where the Buccaneers made a count, which was Jill was retweeting it when he scored a touchdown. So that was cool. And to kind of collaborate yesterday and be like, Hey, we should do something with him tomorrow. Like, why don't you meet him? Was interesting. He was, he was like super cool. He was like, I talked to him right before we taped that video and he was like, yeah, man, he's like, uh, I'm not really big on social media. He's like, but my friends send me this all the time. (laughs) (laughs) That's so damn cool. Now, I don't know if you would answer this or if you'd, if you'd like to answer this, I'm, 
when I see the the way that, that the Bucks have been doing social over the last couple years, obviously they've got great people. Jill is amazing, and, yeah. and, and she's got a thing. But I wonder how much Tom's people have their fingerprints on things that come directly from the Bucks Because everything, obviously everything gets greater when Tom comes to town, but there's mm-hmm. almost a different feel since since he's been here. And I know... I don't know that he comes out and says it straight up. Tom's got a, a obviously a large soft spot uh, for bar stool. Like, is mm-hmm. is there? It, would it be too crazy to think that Tom has a hand in you and bar stool being welcomed the way that you have been uh, here in Tampa Bay? Uh, I don't think so because, like, uh, I came when Jameis was here yeah. as, as the quarterback. So, like, before that happened, like, I was welcomed with open arms here. Um, the Bucks are bigger now. I'm bigger now, and and that's great. Um, I don't think that Tom necessarily oversees like the social. Like I think that the people they've had in place, as far as like you know Jill Beckman and Carmen Vitale and people like that, and Stephen Lynch who does like in, in the current and below the surface. Like um, you know everyone on Christy Batan's team who's the uh, you know head of digital there, like has their own lane and just have gotten better at social as social has evolved and now TikTok is a big thing and they're they're crushing on that but as far as what Tom's influence is I think he certainly has creative influence over like his shows like Tommy and Gronky yeah you know things like that like certainly I think he has influence there but as far as like what they're doing day to day I'm quite certain he does not kind of enter that realm so you know you've made it when uh, when pro football talk uh, is 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 up in their feelings regarding this uh this news that broke today, uh, yeah. NFL Commissioner Roger uh, Goodell today notified the Miami Dolphins of the discipline imposed for violations of the NFL policies relating uh, to the integrity of the game. Uh, this has to do with the fact that they were talking uh, to Tom Brady mm-hmm. uh, while he was under contract with the Buccaneers, supposedly about just some sort of, of ownership, minority ownership deal. Mm-hmm. Uh, pro Football Talk had forever and always last year been running with this idea that Tom was was going to go to the Dolphins or there was something working there. I would say forever and always there. <laughs> um, but, but one of the first people that they felt they needed a receipt from or to check in on was Stephen Che. Yeah. Uh, talk us through your thoughts on the news that broke today and the, the impending beef uh, with Florio. Sure. So Mike Florio, who is Pro Football Talk on Twitter, um, talented guy, really hard worker, you know, banging here for all 32 teams, writing, you know, even one line on 32 teams in July is very difficult. Had to do that for a long time. I have a lot of respect for him. But, you know, when you're wrong about a story, you kind of have to own it. And he is, Pro Football Talk, that's seen as not even necessarily a rumor mill, but that is like a Schefter-type level of credibility. And for... Him to say in February um, and, you know, be pumping that Brady wants to go to San Francisco and he's just trying to make his way to San Francisco when he retired. Okay. that If that's the angle you're going to take, I'm sure he has a lot of sources that are very good that are telling him certain things. So if he's going to go with that, okay, go with that. But then months later after he doesn't go to San Francisco to be like, oh, he was going to Miami the whole time. It's like, all right, well. You know, you're right 50% of the time. Yeah. Broken clocks right <laughs> twice a day. So I – and I actually did talk to some people about this while I was here. Like, is there any – is this Miami stuff real? And Tom addressed it in his press conference. And after talking to people today and, you know, uh, the while I've been here and also uh, 
what has kind of come out in Tom's press conference is like he did explore some things, but he cannot and could not have played quarterback there. If he's going to go there, be retired and be a minority owner, great. Then, you know, he's retired from football. He's not leaving the Bucks to play for Miami. Not only that, but it doesn't make sense from a football perspective because, you know, he won a Super Bowl here in 2020. The roster is still very good. Almost the whole roster mm-hmm. is still here. Why would he go to Miami that has a worse roster and, I don't say rebuild, but, like, they are not championship contenders right now. I think if they had Tom Brady, they would be close, but I don't think that they'd be championship contenders. Like, they still have a lot of holes to fill. So why would he go to a worse roster just because he went to the Kentucky Derby with the owner once? Or, like, the maybe future owner. So, like, it doesn't really make sense if – And I do think that there is smoke to him wanting to be a partial owner of the team. That makes a lot of sense. But for him to play quarterback there, that doesn't. And that's what Florio was pushing, that he was going to go there with Sean Payton and they were going to be a quarterback-coach duo and things were going to be great. That's not contractually, and Mike should know this because he's a legal guy, that can't work because Tom's under contract with the Bucs. So for him to get out from under that, there would have been to need there would have needed to have been some like big trade. And can you really see Tom Brady being traded? No, not at, not at this point. And would it, would it be possible? Let's say in a fantasy land, it could have been where, where the plan was, let's get Tom to Miami, establish him as a Miami guy, maybe a year, whether or not that ends in a, a you know, a playoff run or not, maybe they don't even think that, but just to get him to town and then you segue into this, this ownership role uh, a year later. But then again, I just don't see Tom doing anything where he doesn't think he's winning a Super Bowl. Yeah. He's all about winning and that it, it just from a football perspective, if you just think about that, it doesn't make sense. And then for all this to be contractually not possible, I, I don't see where there is a story there. So even with Schefter's, news today it's not that they were recruiting him necessarily to play quarterback and that was feasible like that that doesn't all add up so no i I still think florio is wrong and so i class back at him he said he tweeted um or do you have it up john uh i do i do well it's interesting i mean a lot of people were trashing him during this period of time so i have to say as one of the uh as one of the names that that got a tweet almost immediately uh one hour ago uh hey at Stephen Che, you okay at 240? Uh, and you then uh, you then retweeted uh, his own story saying, this is you with the headline, I said last week that I think Tom Brady will play for the 49ers in 2022. Some people were very surprised by the possibility they shouldn't have been. Yeah, so I mean, you got to kind of, if you're going to be, and as a football fan, I do think pro football talk, and I do Maybe I regard them too highly. I mean, is he going to be mad at me for that? So um, I I give them that type of credibility, but, like, you can't be wrong on that, and you can't say that and then months later be like, see, I told you you're trying to play quarterback, but that still, like – what are you bringing me here? This isn't real. Yeah, yeah, it's uh, it, it's interesting, but but just to be on his mind, uh, that uh, that I think that should uh, that should be a badge of honor. That if all of the people he could have fired a tweet off to in that moment, he was thinking about you. Yeah, he's getting ratioed right now. Yeah. So uh, we've got Stephen Che from Barstool Sports. First time in the studio. Uh, he has become uh, somewhat of a local hero around here. We touched on kind of the inner workings of, of Barstool. If somebody said to you, 
two years ago? Because you know, you you from my just from you know the way that I ingest Barstool, you know, I started seeing you with the Buck stuff. You know, I knew yep. you as as the Bucks guy, mm-hmm. but even when we first started talking to you, I was hey, my my real job is is on the sales end. Like yep. I, I I am a sales guy of sorts. Well undeniably you have done so much over the last would safe to say about two years mm-hmm. uh that that you are now strictly a content guy yep. uh is that a path that you were trying to forge for yourself or did you fall into it and uh you know is this is this where you want to be yeah it was never something that i initially tried to do like i went to barcelona i was the head of or senior director of ad operations and that was what i was for you know five and a half years a little more than that um, over the past few years, I had been doing more content and I really liked doing that and it just became more of a, a passion and, you know, I, I got to know the, um, to how to navigate my house in complete darkness over the pandemic just because I was working so late doing my passion project, which was the content while also doing my real job during the day. Um, so it was a very difficult balance. And I think now that I am full-time content, um, it, allows me a little bit more of a life like i can hang out with my wife more at night or i can you know be a little bit less distracted and not get off my you know gambling tweets you know when i'm playing with my kids because i've already done that yeah you know at at the office so it just kind of opens me up a bit more and i think you know i have been you know i've technically only been full-time content for like two months but I think I have a good handle on it because I have been doing it already yep. and uh, I'm not really concerned. Like last night I had some plans fall through and you know, from, uh, I was supposed to go somewhere at like six thirty. So from, you know, I had some dinner and then from eight until midnight, I just did work and I, you know, prepped some blogs for today. I put some blogs out for last night that I think went up this morning and, you know, just kind of got ready for it. And then, you know, the alarm hits at six and I'm ready to go for, for bucks training camp today. So this is, uh, it's a business trip, but it's a, it's a lot of fun. Yeah, yeah. It's a business it, trip. And it, 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 like I said, it, it's just great to see so many people embracing you. Uh, obviously, you know, Dave Portnoy is, is getting to that point where it's just, you know, he's one of these larger than life. Just everybody at least knows the name. Are, is he hands-on with you and your role? Like, will, will, will does he see a video like, like that have been going viral with you and Tom? Does he fire off a text and just say, good work? I, I always, you know, I'm always intrigued with the inner workings of the office. And, yeah. and uh, I know that he's not to just throw out heaps and heaps of praise yeah. in a not so subtle manner. Uh, you know, what is it like having him as a boss? And, and, and is, do you get a little pat on the ass when he sees you down here uh, chopping it up with Tommy? Yeah. So he's, he's a great guy. We have a good relationship. Uh, we've had a good relationship since I started really. Um, and he's definitely a supporter, but he's not my boss. So actually big cat is my boss. Oh really? Oh. Yeah, I'm one of very few people that reports into big cat. Who's also been very supportive and, Way more hands up just because he's there. Dave lives in Florida. So Dave lives in Fort Lauderdale. Um, he's up in New York part of the year and, you know, he'll, you know, summer in the Hamptons and stuff <laughs> like that. But, you know, he's up for, you know, weekends really during the NFL season to be and college football season to be part of college football show, to be part of, um, uh, you know, NFL streams and stuff like that. But he lives in Florida. So my contact with him for the most part is virtual when we see each other we always have you know kind of a good banter and back and forth and you know if he sees something that's popping off he you know 
he's never been one to be shied away in. So, uh, but I always appreciate him and you know what he does, and you know he'll be on site for for certain big events like we just did a mini golf tournament that he was on site for and participated in. That a video will be coming out in a couple of weeks about that. But uh, yeah, he's a uh, he's he's great. I love working with him when I do get to work with him, which is less frequent than I would like. But um, he's he's the man. Um, before you go, I have to get a, a closing, uh, you know, synopsis on your thoughts on the Buccaneers season uh, coming up. Uh, this unfinished business thing with Tom doesn't feel like just a slogan uh, for whatever reason. And I don't know if you agree that loss against the Rams hurt so damn much. It just it it I've never as a fan felt that way for the days after like it just yep. it just felt like it gutted the community and, and you feel it when you hear these guys talk something about that loss and the way it went down stuck really really bad and I don't know if Tom would call it worse than other losses uh but this 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 unfinished business thing is real um is this a team that's ready to make a run for the Super Bowl Stephen Che absolutely I mean you look at last year unfortunate injuries Chris Godwin I was getting hurt uh you know in December was tough you know with that kneecapping targeting from uh, uh, Chauncey Gardner Johnson of the uh, Saints and then if Trist I really believe this and I asked a few people that this week like if Tristan Wirfs doesn't get hurt in the Eagles game do we win the Super Bowl and I firmly believe that that's a yes because if we play San Francisco if we beat the Rams which I think we do with Wirfs because we have much better protection um, and I mean we carved him up in the second half but it was more just like they did, were not protecting well in the first half. They had you know a backup tackle in there. Tristan Wirfs is the best right tackle in football. If you have that guy in there and you can help maybe other areas that can maybe limit Aaron Donald and we, you know Tom has more time to throw and things like that. I think we beat the Rams. I think we wash the 49ers and i think if we play the Bengals in the super bowl we, we beat them. oh man but, see maybe that's what it is maybe it's just the woulda coulda shoulda that hurts so bad that right. makes that one stick uh just a, a little bit more but man for tom to sail off into the sunset <laughs> with one more uh with the box would just be mm, i get excited just thinking about it how do you think you think this was last year um i think if he wins the super bowl it is maybe you think you think that he could win a super bowl and come back to the bucks you never know I, the way that you're saying that, <laughs> like is, you already know something. It is like he knows something. No, I mean I don't have necessarily inside info. You on have that, Tommy but... over to the over to the pool house last night, and you guys <laughs> chop it up about his future. No, I mean he's talked about playing till he's fifty. Yeah. last year. Yeah. So um, I was surprised when he retired, but I wasn't as surprised as I should have been when he came back. Um, he just played at such a high level. I think if he does that again, I could absolutely see him coming back next year. Do you think that all of this Dolphins, whatever the hell was going on with him talking to them, possibly getting an ownership, do you think that had a direct hand in whatever we witnessed with, with the announcement of the retirement and the walk back on it was maybe he thought no. a path would be one way and it just wasn't? No, I mean, I think it's tough. Like, he's 45 years old. He's got, you know supermodel wife who makes more money yeah, than yeah, he does. Not too bad. And um, you know, he's got kids, you know, his oldest kid is entering high school. So, you know, he just wants to be like a more present dad. And if you you know, as a guy with two kids myself, like if you promise your family something, you can't just be like, yeah. Oh well yeah, never mind. Like, you know, he actually did go through retirement, realize like, hey, like, you know, <laughs> I still kinda got the itch. And so I think the next time he retires will be the real deal. But I'm not sure that's going to happen in February. Yeah, you know Tom is a to- is a tummy nutter, right? <laughs> I mean, uh, that's not even up for debate. Like, right. if you can in your head conjure up a vision of the of of Tom Brady sitting there with a rumpled up, 
roll of toilet paper or paper towels <laughs> trying to catch himself. I mean, that is not that is not the act of Tom Brady. He is an all natural uh, gamesman who you know just handles that when it's when it's when it's all said and done. I think you're I think you're greatly overestimating. Uh, just how split the male community is about this. Well, that can be. I'm open to it being split. I just don't think that, that Tom Brady falls on the side of the line that you think he does. <laughs> I don't know. He's a pretty neat guy. Maybe, uh, maybe he's a cleanly guy. Yeah, maybe if it's almost like a uh, one of those real nice microfiber, <laughs> uh, fresh out of the dryer, warm right. towels to to kind of wipe down with. Maybe, maybe I could give you that one at the very least. Yeah. I mean, what stuff is like you're relegating yourself to an immediate shower, right? You had better. No. Well, I mean, an immediate shower. I mean, what's going on? Like, what is, is, is something happening with you that a, that a warm washcloth can't rid away? Like if, if you, if, if you just need to see a wash, so you're at least doing some type of cleanup. No, I'm not. I'm not even going (laughs) to (laughs) lie. I I might reek of, of that. I might reek of, of of male (laughs) bodily fluids. I didn't know there was that pungent of a smell, if I'm being honest with you. I mean. But at the same time, it's just like if, if there's a if there's a paper towel or a tissue coming into play, like that's a treat. Like I think you just get it on the fitted sheet and, you, and you're good. Fitted sheet? What you are you we talking up, about You just here? pull up the edge of the fitted sheet, wipe down, and, and then that, you're good. Dude, I feel bad for your wife. No, you're, nobody, even, nobody even lays on that part of the bed. Wow. So you're... You're not even using a towel. I You're mean, using that, I can. bedding. I can. I have. I will. I'm just saying it's not necessary. Have I'm, you wondered why your dog spends so much time <laughs> at that corner? I'm just saying it's not a necessity. And to think that that you and other men have this whole process where it's like, ooh, it's time. <laughs> That that is absolutely barbaric yeah, behavior hey, to be hey. doing it on your sheets. Uh, yeah. Well. Well. <laughs> I've made it 36 years. And, and and everything's going just fine. Jeez, we, not, not to not to mention needs to get you like a towel dealer, not like to, a linen deal. Not to mention, you know what you guys are doing to the universe with your waste. We'll get you sponsored by Brownie, yeah. Brownie. <laughs> yeah. Um. So real quick before you go, only because I just discovered the video over the weekend, and I was so blown away. I was riveted by it. I had to call my wife over and say, look at this. Uh, I love Shane Gillis. I think he's one of the funniest uh, up-and-coming comedians. His whole his most recent stand-up where he talks about the Fox News dad, I thought was just so funny. And then I find out that as, as part of the case race, too, where yeah. essentially you guys all just drink a case of beer. As fast as we can. Yeah, oh, one yeah, case well, each. It's a teams of two. Right, okay. Um, 24, 24 in a case. How often does Stephen Che get like that? Because you were you were in, at that phase of drunk that almost that is like scary. Where yeah. like you're looking at a person and they might hug you or they might stab you in the <laughs> neck. Like you just don't yeah. know what they're capable of in that moment. Yeah, so um some of my some of my peers and, and coworkers and even Dave have said, you know, I don't I, I don't want to say I live in a bubble, but um, I know the Buccaneers and some NBA and rest of the NFL, and that's it. Like, I don't know what's going on in politics. I don't know what's going on in Major League Baseball. I don't know what's going on in the comedy scene. So Shane Gill certainly an up-and-coming comedian uh, and really successful yeah. and, and very funny. And he was coming on uh, – our show, the Barstool Yak, to do a case race. And we do these. This is our second one. 
but we have them organized around people's birthdays in the show. So we're not going to do one until like October again. And then we have a cluster of birthdays that are all together at the end of January. And we should have done one today. We should have done, done one today. Yeah, that yeah. perfect. <laughs> but um, the first case race, there was some controversy around because I work in the booth. So I cut up like the social for the show. And then we have um, a guy who does the cameras and is great with that. And a guy who does the sound is great with that. And so we were a team of three going against teams of two. So we did 30, but we were also working during this as far as like not hmm. necessarily talking, but like doing specific things, you know, turning cameras, cutting up social, etc. So we won by a hair. Um, I saw like Big Cat and Sass like chugging there. So I was like, all right, we got, and we finished before they did. So there was always kind of an asterisk as far as less. So the second one, and the first one, you know, not none of us had done a case race for yeah. You know, ten plus years, if ever. So, the second one, we all kind of knew our limits. So I was like, "All right, you know, I could probably drink, you know, ten to twelve. Let's Ugh. see, let's see how yeah. how fast we can do it." And the first one lasted, I think it was like three hours, something about that. And it's like, or maybe like two and a half. Um, the second one lasted sixty three minutes. Oh Whoa. damn, <laughs> that's dangerous. So, was there an apparatus? Were you bonging them, or no, or were you no. shotgunning them, or nope? Nope. Just just old fashioned, all natural. Wow, so um, wow. your beast. Yeah, so Shane was in there, and there was rumors before. You know, he had gone on Rogan and apparently drank like I don't know, it was like eighteen or twenty beers in like four hours, and like wasn't even racing. Huh. So I was like, this guy could probably drink it. Yeah, and we had Will Compton, who's you know one of the co-hosts of Busting with the Boys, which is a great show on the Barcelona Sports Network, and he, you know, football player, he can put him down yeah. too. So we had these two essentially heavy hitter guests. That we know can drink a lot of beer. So everyone, and we split up the team so they would be fair. Or no, it was randomized, but actually the teams ended up being very fair. So it was legitimate competition the whole day. There, it was a different vibe that day. Mm-hmm. We're all really good friends, but it was it was like, a, all right, we really want to be. And we all kind of knew our limits. So I think even if you know Shane and Will weren't there, I think it would have gotten very competitive. The difference was... Shane wasn't super familiar with us as a show. He knows some of the guys, like he knows Big Cat, he knows Sass, he knows Roan, etc. Um, didn't know me, which is fine. Uh, didn't know a few of the people. And I was also less familiar with him just because I do live in this bubble. Yeah. And so, you know, we got crushed for how it came out. And I think it, you know, I think we're all a little bit embarrassed. But, um, you know, if you have 10 beers in an hour, uh, <laughs> you should probably judge me under a different lens than if I'm just, you know, here at, you know, whatever, oh, three, four o'clock in the it, afternoon. And that was the thing. I think the first, that is actually the thing. The what? Where the hell was he? And to be clear, did I didn't, after. I wasn't trying to fight him. You were going to wrestle him. I was trying him. to wrestle yeah. him. And the bit was. So I guess he had said something, and I was made aware of this during the show. So that's the thing. What I really so, wanted. Did you find out about yes. his uh, his so Asian I, jokes? Yes. in real time. So I didn't know. Again, I live in. A, I I knew this big comedian was coming on, and like Sass loved him. He was friends with Roan. That's what I knew. So I mean, we're not coming up with questions for these guys. So yeah. I'm not preparing necessarily to interact with them. Just you know, hey, I met him before the show. Walked him back to the face painting room, which we we do for those things. And seemed like a nice guy. Cool. But then, yeah, I was getting, I mean, if I'm being honest, I was drinking like 15 minutes. Uh, (laughs) And, um, yeah, I was just getting kind of cagey and I wanted to kind of wrestle. And we have wrestled on the show. Like Will Compton and KB have wrestled on the show. KB's wrestled other people on the show. So it's not like a crazy ask. And during the show when I was very inebriated, it was brought up that, he had made an Asian joke in the past. I didn't know what it was. I didn't know anything about it. 
And so, yeah, I pretty much it would it turned it from a joke into like a dangerous game of chicken. <laughs> oh no! Because it's very uneasy. It yeah. is. Uh, uh, there, there's some. The mood shifts yeah, dramatically. It, it is. Uh, it, it is an uneasy. It is an uneasy watch. <laughs> I, I will tell you that because you just have this. You have this just look of death on your face. Like, well, like if you reached I was, over there. I was there, joking around at first, yeah. and then you know I pretty much was like, oh, just say your Chinese food order and it'll be cool. And for whatever reason, and he maybe he has them, maybe he doesn't like Chinese food, and that honestly would have been a fine answer. Um. He just refused to say anything about it. And so it became, I was pretty much like, all right, just say it or I'm going to come in and wrestle you. And then uh, he didn't, again, he didn't know who I was. So he's not necessarily playing along with the bit and doesn't know kind of my backstory. Big Cat kept being like, say your order because Big Cat does know me very well and knew that had he said anything, I would have just been like, all right, that's cool, man. Like respect. And that's it. But because it just became a dangerous game of chicken, and I was I was not going to lose anything that day. So did you have you had any <laughs> have you had any communication with him after? Because I will tell you, I apologized to him on the show. I apologized to him yeah. after. We were we were cool after, but like that's not a camera. Yeah. So well, only because he comes out, and I was talking to Big Kev about this before the show. Um, he, the douchiest thing you can do on earth, I think, is try to like belittle somebody or do the like I don't even know you thing. Right. And albeit he was extremely drunk, he tried to do the like who are you thing, I don't know you. And you came right back and said, I don't know who you are either. Uh, yeah. but just out of all of the douchey avenues, and again, I would consider myself a fan of him, that was uh that was a pretty douchey one. But I had he's done multiple interviews and podcasts since where he says I've got so much regret about what I did on that last Barstool podcast. Yeah, he like, was I mean, same thing with me, like that's not something I'm proud of. And I know that's not something he's proud of based on what I've heard is like, it's tough to judge people. You know, (laughs) if you think I was wrecked, like he was just as wrecked. He probably did, you know, 16, 18 Mm. beers in an hour. And, you know, you're, you're judging people under different, you got to judge them under different lenses. So, you know, what, what funny part about it is someone sent us the clip is he had to interview Andrew Yang the next day. Oh, that's what it was. Yeah. That's what it, that's was exactly like what it was. he was super hungover. That's and like what it the was. first question was like, yep. asked him about the Asian joke. And he was that's like, oh, exactly, <laughs> that's exactly where I saw it that sent me down the rabbit hole of, uh, of, uh, of finding it. Well, how yeah. about this? I know you got to go and I've already held you up way later than we said we would. Uh, if you make it down for a game, mm-hmm. we will secure a wrestling ring. John <laughs> Senning, the new age shooter, John Senning. I did have a professional wrestling career versus Stephen Che, one-on-one, mano-a-mano. We'll find the spot, and I'll take you out at the live tailgate. I mean, if you can take some bumps, we can do oh, it. Oh, dude, <laughs> I, like, dude I, will, I will be bumping all over that place. Yeah. I look um, forward to it. Yeah, I, I look forward to coming down again, hopefully soon. And, of course, every time down here, I'm going to pay you guys a visit. Good deal. Awesome. It's always a pleasure chatting with you, but having you uh, in real life right here in the studio. Yes. is. This is the story of the one. As head of maintenance at a concert hall, he knows the show must always go on. That's why he works behind the scenes. Ensuring every light is working, the HVAC is humming, and his facility shines. With Granger's supplies and solutions for every challenge he faces, plus 24-7 customer support, his venue never misses a beat. Call quickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done.